Get ready business owners that make under a million dollars per year. I'm getting ready to launch my brand new online Dominate Zero to a Million Dollars business hub with the goal of giving small business owners what they need to grow their business past their first million dollars. With the tips, the tools, the processes, the frameworks and the trainings to scale their business past the first million dollars without wasting years and millions of dollars like I did with all the trials, errors and mistakes that cost me. This will give those of you out there wanting to make your first million dollars the fast track to scaling your business. Stay tuned for the launch. These types of people are really dangerous and you've got to be careful because they're probably already hanging around you and you don't even know it. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some human behavior principles that are going to show you the people around you that are dangerous and that you need to keep an eye on. If not, just keep them at a distance because they are probably going to eventually cause massive problems in your life. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Today, I'm going to talk about different types of dangerous people and what people call dangerous types of people aren't the types of people I'm going to call dangerous, but they're very dangerous to your goals to your ambitions, to the things that you're wanting to achieve in your own life. And you've got to be careful of them. As a youngster, I wasn't taught that these types of people were dangerous. But through my own experience, it's become really obvious that these can be some of the most destructive and damaging people in your own career, in your own life, in your own business, and around your own family. So let's talk about these types of people. So first of all, most of what we've been taught is incorrect. As in, when you look at somebody and you see somebody as being something, you probably judge them in a certain way to think that they're the bad person. So let's talk about the big, massive guy at the gym. The big, massive, roided up guy at the gym who looks big and scary is probably one of the nicest, most humblest people. So when I used to work in the gym, a lot of the big, scary looking dudes were some of the nicest people. Now, I'm not sure what happens when you cross them, but they were always friendly. They were always kind. They were pretty courteous. They would clean up after themselves and they weren't knobheads. But what I found was the little guys at the gym who had a massive chip on their shoulder, who felt hugely insecure around the way that they looked, they were the dickheads. They were the assholes. They were the young kids who would leave shit all over the gym everywhere, and you'd say, hey, guys, pick up your weights. And they'd go, fuck you. That's your job. You should be doing that. Why do they do that? Because they're insecure. They have a complex. The big dude at the gym has nothing to prove. He's the biggest guy in the gym. What does he have to prove? He's already proved himself. So, That's why they're nice. But normally from the outside looking in, you may think that these are some of the biggest, scariest people. And they might be scary, but they're not really that scary when you get to know them. Yet we've been convinced by society that those people are the people who are dangerous. They're the people that we need to be scared of. I can tell you right now, someone who is insecure is way more scarier than someone who is sure of themselves. In business, the people that are the straight talkers, the sharpshooters, the people who will just lay it on the table and say, this is the way that it is. And if you don't like it, that is bad luck. They are some of the harshest people to deal with, but they are the best people because they will tell you exactly what's going to happen if things go wrong. Yet most people don't like dealing with those people because they find that they're too intimidating. But they're intimidating because they just tell you how it is. I would rather go into a business situation and say, hey, look, if you don't deliver this, then we're going to have to take you to court and sue you. So therefore, we want to make sure that all this stuff works. How can we work together to make sure that this works? They might seem intimidating up front, but they're laying it on the table versus the person who tells you what you want to hear and then will stab you and knife you in the back to try and take shit or to pile chips on their side. I've been in business many, many times with somebody who has said, 
You know, I just want to do the right thing by you. I just want to look after you. I'm here to do everything. You know, I just want to take care. You know, I really believe in the mission. I really believe in the vision. And what they're doing is they're selling you everything that you want to hear. Why? Because they're trying to squeeze themselves in for something. And then when you're not looking, what they're going to do is they're going to sneak stuff back across the line onto their own side. So they're the people who steal. They're the people who lie. They're the people who cheat. They're the people who you find has drained your bank account. They're the people that I say to somebody, I'll give them at one of my events. I'll be like, here's my credit card. Can you grab me a coffee and grab yourself on my way there? And they come back and they're like, I just bought like five of the event participants some coffee as well. I'm like, motherfucker, did you think about that that's my money? Like they just don't think about it. Why? Because they're always looking to get something and they do it under the veil of being a nice person. This is why I hate the idea of people running around saying to everybody, you know, kindness is everything. Kindness is everything. Kindness is everything. Is it? Or are you just saying that as a mask to cover up shit that you don't want to talk about? Because most people who do that are some of the most unkind people that I've ever met. Yet they use that as a disguise. They pretend that they're going to look after everybody. But the truth is, they're doing stuff to get something from others. I remember being on a podcast years ago and this guy said to me, you know, it's so great that you give up your time to be able to share so much knowledge and I really appreciate it. And you know, it's so great. You're such a humble person and you're such a nice person to give up your time and it's so kind of you. And he kept going on and I stopped him. I said, hey, listen, I'm here for one reason and that reason is me and my mission. I'm not here for you and I'm not here for everybody else. I have a mission and my mission is to help people to perform better. I am hoping that by giving you my time and giving you my knowledge, which are two of my most valuable resources, that I'm going to get this podcast out to more people. If you've got, let's say, a thousand people who are going to listen to this podcast, I've just reached a thousand people. Should those people find value in what I do, hopefully they will follow me or one day they might be at one of my events. I will make money out of this podcast eventually in some way, shape or form. So I'm not doing this because I'm a kind person and I just love to give my time and my knowledge and everything away for free. That's not what I'm doing. I'm doing it because it's helping me to achieve what I want in life, which is my mission, my purpose, and my values. And I thought that this is a way of creating some form of fair value exchange. You're giving me your database, which is, let's say, a thousand people going to listen to this podcast, and I'm giving you some knowledge and some time. You're getting something off of me, and I'm getting something off of you. Hopefully, your listeners get something off of me, and hopefully, I'll get something off of them one day. So therefore, we're creating a symbiotic exchange of ideas, of thoughts, and potentially some money. That's why I'm doing it. He went quiet after that because no one had ever been honest with him and kept him accountable. He'd bought into this idea that people do shit just because they're a nice person. I can tell you right now, people that pretend to be nice will eventually fuck you down the track in some way, shape or form. Be very, very careful of it. And I know a lot of you who are listening right now have been in situations where somebody comes across as a nice person. I'm here to help everybody. I'm here to do the right thing. And they will screw you massively. We had a staff member that I spent for a year and a half a year and a half, and actually she'd come to my events. I got her to do a sales role for us. I said, look, we've got a job here. You can help out, do a sales role. She was doing okay in that sales role. She wasn't massively performing, but she was doing okay. She'd told me that she'd run businesses before. She'd done management before because her ex-husband owned this business. Now that same person used to talk about how much of a prick her ex-husband was, what a narcissist he was, all of this shit. But then he also used to give her money and help her out with things. And every time I spoke to him, he was a really nice guy. Now, I didn't know who was lying and who was putting on the front or whatever. I don't know. But what ended up happening was I ended up promoting her into a management role, gave her that management role and a fairly decent paycheck. What I found was our sales dropped to almost zero. Our staff started underperforming massively. I gave her six months. I dedicated heaps of time every week to training, to helping her out, to help her to try and be better. And then eventually I said, look, we've pretty much gone backwards since you've stepped in a management role. I need you to go back and just do sales. 
she essentially she told me to go fuck myself. And then after a while, she came back and she said, look, I apologize. I just was never given a real opportunity. You never helped me out. You never did anything. I don't think you ever, ever really gave me an opportunity. And I was like, you've been here for six months. Six months, you could have moved any area forward or any area forward, but you didn't. I was a shit leader because I didn't have tracking to consistently track this person because within the first two weeks, she would have been gone if I was tracking it effectively. Now I have proper tracking. I have proper reporting, everything like that. So I can see everything that our staff are doing. Whereas I never had that before. And so I let her get away with a lot of things because I didn't know any better. And she blamed everybody else as to why things were going on. And I would get shitty and frustrated with the team when really it was her. And then she'd cause issues with our community as well. I didn't realize this until after you know she'd left and then people told me things that she'd created drama in our community. She'd created drama in our team. You know, she'd come back and said, you know, I never really given an opportunity. And I said, look, I'm more than happy for you to go back into sales. I just can't have you manage. Anyway, after a couple of weeks, she came back and she said, look, I've had time to think about it. You know, I just think I'm going to go and start to do my own thing. I would never do anything wrong by this company. I know you've helped me out so much. You saved me from being suicidal. You've saved me from my relationships. You've saved me from like my own damaging thoughts. I really appreciate everything you do. I would never do anything wrong by you. These were her words. And then about two and a half months later, one of my team comes to me and they say, she is accessing all of your IP because we've just found out that someone forgot to remove her access to our company files. And she's been going in and we can see that she's specifically going into all of your coaching programs and all of your IP and taking a lot of your coaching content. And I went, oh shit. So my manager at the time messaged her and said, there's a cease and desist. You are not to use our content. We've removed you. She went apeshit. Michael's a motherfucker. I can't believe all this shit. I can't believe. And she went fucking nuts. Now, it had nothing to do with me. My management team was taking care of it and it was brought up by another staff member. I actually found out about three weeks after it was dealt with. I didn't even find out up front because the team dealt with it all. And so then my team ended up saying, Michael has nothing to do with this. Then she got across social media, contacted a whole bunch of our clients and said that we would not allow her to be able to work with anybody that we would not allow her to coach. Now, she has an agreement that says she's not allowed to approach any of our clients, which is a proper intelligent commercial agreement. That's in a commercial agreement because we put all the money into marketing and sales and advertising and everything like that. You can't just go along and poach all of our fucking clients that we've worked hard for. And what sort of an asshole do you have to be to do that? But my point is, she came across as the, I'm overkind, I would never do anything to hurt you. And then all of a sudden I find out, which is I get bailed up one day by this big fucking unit who's on steroids, who used to come to our events and say, you fucking piece of shit. I can't believe what you've done to this person. I can't believe how you've treated her. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He ended up, she's been on the phone in his ear telling him all this damaging shit that I'd done to her, which was not the truth at all. But my point is you have to be very, very careful of the people who come across as overkind because they are massively insecure and they are manipulating a situation to get what they want out of you. Don't fall for that trap. Just like don't fall for the trap that the big guys are normally the scary guy because the big guy is normally the kind guy who will look after other people. But normally it's the weak guys, the little fragile dudes that are the most insecure that they do some fucking bad shit by other people. You've got to be careful of that because they come across as arrogant or ignorant. Like I said, when I'd walk up to the guys in the gym and say, can you pick up your weights? It was the little guys who would always have a problem. The big guys would always put their weights back. They would always do it because they had respect. The little guys didn't have respect. They didn't have respect for themselves. Why? They couldn't even commit to coming to the gym consistently in order to put on muscle. They would just float in and float out. So you've got to be really careful of these types of people. I also have many upon many of examples of if you're dealing with someone who is broke or has a little bit of money, you have to be careful because if someone only has a little bit of money, let's say I've got $10,000 and you ask me for $2,000, that is 20% of my money that I have. 
That's a lot. Now, if things don't work out and that person doesn't get what they want, they are going to go mental. Why? Because to them, $2,000 is a lot of money because they've only got $10,000. If someone has $5,000 and something is $4,999, they might buy it. But if it doesn't work out exactly how they want it, they will spaz out and go mental. Why? Because they gave you 100% of everything that they earn in order to have that thing. And so what I've found is that the best people to deal with normally in business are those who make a lot of money. Let's say they're gonna pay me $10,000 for a day of coaching. They pay the $10,000, I work with them, they walk away and they go, cool, I got one or two things I can implement, I can go use that straight away and I can go make money. Perfect, they appreciate it. If I was working with someone and let's say it's $1,000 and they're part of an event, they come in with all these expectations that I'm gonna change their whole fucking life in a four-day event or in a three-day event or in a two-day event because I've spent 100% of everything that they've got to try to come to that event. So their expectations are so unrealistic around what they can accomplish. When what you deliver doesn't match those unrealistic expectations, they go crazy. They're the ones who write crazy shit on social media. Let's say if you bought a product or a service, you've got a million dollars in the bank. That product is a thousand bucks. The product doesn't work that well. You just go, you know what, fuck it. I'll just go buy something different. And you go buy something different. Those who spend a thousand dollars and they've only got a thousand bucks in their bank or 2000, they go mental. They go online. They start talking shit. They're the ones who are writing reviews. They're the ones who are going to the ACCC. They're the ones who are going to the media. They're the ones who are trying to sink the company because they have nothing better to do. To them, a thousand bucks is everything. To the person with a million bucks, a thousand bucks isn't even worth writing a fucking reply to. Like, it's not worth it. So normally I find that People who are wealthy aren't the people who fuck other people. It's normally the people who are poor or don't have a lot of money who fuck other people. Now, at the same time, if you're dealing with someone who's worth $10 million and they're going to invest $10 million into something, again, it's 100% of what they own. So they can be reactive if they lose that $10 million. That's why you should only ever work with people when it's a percentage of their income, not their total amount. If someone's only got 50 bucks and that's their last 50 bucks, they're going to put massive expectations on you and that's going to create huge problems. Quickly, if you're a business owner in Australia that makes over 300K per year and you're wanting to grow to $10 million or you're frustrated that your business still heavily relies upon you to get stuff done effectively and efficiently, then message me or my team on social media to find out more about my 12-month business implementation and growth mastermind called Business Growth Odyssey. We currently only intake 10 business owners each month into the program, and there are still some places open for this month's intake. Our goal is to help you to create more operational freedom in your business so that the business doesn't rely on you as the owner. We help you to implement processes, systems, management, hiring, and all the other things like sales, marketing, and so on to help you to scale your business without the usual levels of extreme anxiety, stress, pressure, overwhelm, etc. that most business owners face when they scale their business between 300K and $10 million. Plus, the best thing is you attend live business growth events each quarter, have weekly accountabilities, and join an amazing network of driven business owners who do not accept mediocrity in life or business. So message me or reach out to my team to find out more and set up a call. So I'm very careful of surrounding myself with people who are consistently broke or poor. Why? Because I'm afraid that, and I've had this happen many times before, that they create unrealistic expectations. They always expect you to buy everything. They expect you to do everything. They have these unrealistic expectations around what they're entitled to because you've got money and they don't, so therefore you should give it to them. It's unrealistic. People do this in our society where, you know, they'll say, oh, well, well, rich people have enough money. Have you ever been rich? Do you know how wealth works? Do you understand how people accumulate wealth? They're normally very dedicated. They're normally very focused. They think differently. They future plan. They should be fucking rewarded for that because that's how you get ahead in life. Whereas the person who blows all their cash, does dumb shit all the time, can't hold a job, the government come along and pay them all this money 
And then they go, well, it's rich people that are the problem. It's not rich people. It's your fucking lazy ass that can't think effectively, that can't plan, that can't do what a rich person does. Should you develop that mindset, you'd be completely different. So I'm very careful about hanging out with people who don't have a lot of money. I'm also very careful of hanging out with people who are driven all the time by women because normally people who are driven all the time by women are in their primitive needs. So when I go out with mates and those mates are like, yeah, let's just go pick up bitches. Let's fucking get out there and let's run amok. They will climb over their friends in order to get laid. That is a really bad position to be in for anybody. And they're functioning with their most primal need, which is safety and survival, sex and procreation, and sustenance, nutrition. That's why you don't want to be around someone who's starving. If you've got a pantry that is full of food and you leave a starving person around there, they're going to fucking eat your food. Of course they're going to eat your food. Just like the dude who's starving for, you know, a little bit of what's downstairs of a woman, they're going to be hungry and they're going to be hungry and they're going to do crazy shit. They're going to go behind your back. You know, who knows? They might be chatting up your girlfriend. They might be chatting up your wife. Like they're just super unreliable people to be around. So I'm very, very careful with people who are always hungry for women. I'm very careful to be around people that are always broke or always have money problems. I'm very careful to hang out with those types of people because they're very dangerous. Just like I'm very careful to hang out with little dudes that don't train, that don't exercise, that are really insecure because they're the types of people that'll fucking stab someone if they get cornered. They're crazy. Not all the time, but I'm just saying that there are people like that that are very, very insecure and you've just got to be careful. I think disciplined people are great people that you want to be around because if they say they're going to do something, they'll do it. You know, I get on the phone every week and someone's like, oh yeah, man, I've been thinking about doing one of your courses. Bro, you've been thinking about it for five fucking years. You're never going to do anything because you're indecisive. You can't make decisions. You're a dangerous person to be around because by the time you make a decision, it's going to be super reactive. Then afterwards, you're going to regret it. You're going to overthink it again. So you'll be the type of person who sign up to one of my courses and then a week later be like, oh man, I did the wrong thing. Can I get my cash back? And then you'll blame everybody else. Oh, the missus said this or my husband said this and they don't want me to fucking do it. Why? Because you're erratic. You're mental. You can't make decisions. Okay. Dangerous person to be around. Okay. You want to hang out with disciplined people, people who say, if I'm going to do something, they do it. People who are normally very focused financially and are driven financially, they're more than happy to pay. And they're not going to worry about whether something is works or doesn't work if it's irrelevant to them. Like if it doesn't make any difference, they don't care. They don't worry about it. Like they're not going to go out and buy a $1,000 product or even a $200 pair of shoes. And they're not going to freak out a week later and then feel guilty and beat the shit out of themselves and then go and hate on people. And they're not going to do that. Like people who comment on other people's shit on social media all the time in a negative way, they're fucking dangerous people. They're the goobers who are sitting at home, who have no friends, who are fucking losers that are sitting there and they're sitting there commenting on other people's shit all the time. Why do they do that? Why? Because they're losers. They're dangerous people. You don't want to be around those types of people. They are very negative. They might not be dangerous in regards to life. Like, you know, you could probably choke them out or bash them if you needed to. You know, I think a three-year-old kid would probably take them down. But my point is they're just dangerous people because they will ruin your life in some way, shape or form. Look at the one person who sits behind a computer, who has no friends, you know, who doesn't go to the gym, who doesn't exercise, who is undisciplined, who has no life, who expects that the government's going to pay for everything. They're the ones who are sitting on social media causing mental health problems by typing shit on people's social media all day long. They're trying to bring everyone else down to their loser level of living. They're dangerous people. Okay, they're the ones who are infecting other people's minds with these ideas around, you know, I'm getting criticized online all the time. You're not getting criticized online all the time. You're getting criticized by losers who have nothing better to do, which is why they criticize. Okay. Intelligent people don't spend their day commenting on other people's shit on Facebook, trying to bring them down. They don't give a shit. Okay. I've never met someone who's worth $10 million or above who is sitting on social media, commenting negative shit on people's posts. Never seen it. Now that doesn't mean that they're not out there, but I mean, shit, if they're doing that, are they lost? Have they lost their mission? Have they lost their drive? The thing that got them there isn't sitting on social media talking crap to other people. The thing that will lose it all will be that. Just like 
there are plenty of people who make a lot of money. And the way that they make money isn't the same way they lose money. They might work really, really hard. They grind, they get ahead, they're super driven, they're super focused, they're disciplined, and then all of a sudden they make money. They become undisciplined, they start sleeping around all the time, they start drinking, they start taking drugs, fucking lost everything. The habits that they had when they grew weren't the same habits that they had when they lost everything. So please be careful of people around you who are dangerous. They're dangerous because they have a lack mentality. They think that there's never enough of anything. They're always looking for something more. They're the people who over-exaggerate shit as in they over-exaggerate how nice they are and how kind they are. They're dangerous people. People are people. Everyone has the ability of being kind, but they also have the ability of being aggressive. Someone can be extremely angry, but also extremely kind. When a parent disciplines their child, they're disciplining because they care. They're doing it because they're using some of their maybe communication skills. Maybe they're physically restraining the child. I don't know because I'm not a parent. But let's say that they are punishing that child for doing something wrong. They are doing it because they care about that child. There is a kindness there that is also making them discipline that child. They have both sides. The parent who is overkind to the child is actually damaging the child because they let the child get away with everything. The child doesn't know how to establish boundaries. You've probably all heard the song, you've got to be cruel to be kind, and you do. Every human being has both sides. When someone exaggerates one side or the other, it's normally because there's something else going on. The person who is super aggressive and angry all the time and smashing shit, they're doing that because there's a counterbalancer that's going on that no one else has acknowledged. They're probably afraid. They're probably scared. They're dangerous. They're dangerous to be around. Someone else who is overkind to everybody, who looks after everybody, who pretends that they, you know, do everything for everybody else. It's all about everybody else. They're dangerous. They're dangerous because they have low self-worth and eventually they are going to fucking snap. And when they snap, shit is going to go down. Okay. And any person who's been in a narcissistic relationship knows this is exactly how it goes. You're overkind, you overlook after someone, you give something to somebody, you give it all to them. And then all of a sudden they keep taking, 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 taking. They're teaching you a fucking lesson that you're out of balance. You've been out of balance for a long time. You don't have any boundaries. And then one day you just snap and you go mental. Why do you go mental? Because you stayed to one side for way too long. When you snapped, that's obvious. You were dangerous before that. You were dangerous before you snapped. You were dangerous because you did everything for everybody else at the expense of yourself. And one day that's going to catch up with you. And when it does, you're going to fucking snap. That's dangerous. And when you snap, you're not going to logically think through things. You're going to do things that are super reactive. This is the sort of crazy woman or crazy man who's on social media trying to defame their ex-partner who has created a life for them or whatever it is. I've seen it happen with professional athletes. They've made tons of money, they've supported their family, they've done everything, but yeah, they may have been a narcissistic prick at home, I don't know. But they've provided everything to that family, and then now all of a sudden the wife comes out, gets on the media, gets all in their face, this is what they've done, they've treated me like shit. Well, yeah, but it takes two to get in that position. It's not one person, it's both parties. But the media doesn't want to hear both sides, they just want to hear one side of what that was like. And sometimes in order to be extremely driven, extremely driven people are normally fairly narcissistic. And why are they narcissistic? because they have high expectations, they have high demand, they're extremely driven, they put in extreme boundaries and, and so on, because they're dedicated, they don't let people fuck around with their goals. Are those people dangerous? Man, not as dangerous as people who don't do that, because the person who doesn't do that and eventually flips the fuck out, they're the ones that are dangerous. If you know that you're dating or in a relationship with a professional athlete, they have a certain way of living. They live in extremes, why? Because they're professional athletes, of course they're extreme. Because if they were just average, they would be average. These are the things you've got to be really, really careful of. You've got to be careful of people that show one-sidedness or are always one way.
I had some friends that I grew up with when I was younger. They were always aggressive. They would have a frown. They were huge, roided up, big tattoos. These aren't the gym bros. We're talking about these are some scary motherfuckers that do a lot of shit to people. But at the same time, they're extremely wounded individuals. So they care about what everybody else thinks. They're afraid of that they're going to get taken advantage of. They're afraid that they're going to get hurt. And so those people are extremely dangerous because when something goes down, they just go straight into reactive mode and snap. I know one of them that was killed, that was shot and killed. I know a couple of others that have gone to jail. They're extremely dangerous people. They're not the type of people I'd want to hang out with these days. So you want to find balanced people to hang out with more that are normally a bit more upfront, that are more driven, that have boundaries, that normally lay out those boundaries. It may be confronting upfront, but at least you know what you're getting. I hope that helps River Mofos, and I really want you to think about the people that you're hanging around. Okay, if you go and have a look at school shooters, the kids that are school shooters, normally they're geeky, they're nerdy, they don't have a lot of friends, they sit at home, and eventually they end up just snapping, and boom, they come out and they go crazy. And when you hear the family speak, they'll say things like, you know, he was always a kind kid, he was always very quiet, he always kept to himself, you know, we didn't really know a lot about him, or, or whatever, when they're interviewing people, and then they just snap. Why? Because they're too one-sided. If that was a kid at school who got picked on and then they bashed the dude that was picking on them, no one else would fuck with them. Game over. Why? Because they're prepared to use a little bit of their aggression in order to deal with aggression up front versus the other way around where they get picked on and then hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, hold it in. They're just like a waiting, ticking time bomb ready to explode. Very dangerous people. So people that are heavily one-sided, be very careful of. If they're over-aggressive, it's normally because they're very insecure. If they are very nurturing and try to do everything for everyone else, they're also insecure. Those people have the ability to snap and do a lot of damage. Okay, the people that are over-kind, just be careful because they're going to get their value back somehow and they might sneak it back from you. Do you know how many friends and family that I've seen when people are in business, they get their friends and family to do shit like keep track of the accounting, keep track of the books, and all of a sudden, money starts disappearing and they go, well, I thought they were friends and family. They always said that they'd do the right thing for me. Of course they did. Okay, because someone who's stealing from you isn't going to tell you that they're going to do the wrong thing. They're going to tell you that they're going to do the right thing. Don't be ignorant to that. So just be aware of those dangerous people around you because they're probably surrounding you right now and you're not even aware of them. You're better off being around people who are happy to confront you, that are happy to tell you how it is, that are happy to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Real friends and real family will tell you how it is. They will make you feel uncomfortable for you to acknowledge the truth of whatever's going on around you. Not those who hide the truth and tell you just what you want to hear dangerous people. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope that helps. Have a great day. Remember to share this podcast if you're loving it. I hope you have a great day and keep pushing hard. Take care. Stay driven. <laughs>